What is up, everyone? This is the Scoop and Score podcast. You are listening to the AFC North Team Previews episode. I got Cole Reha with me. How's it going, Cole? Doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. We've also got Joe Crossdeck on the phone. What's up, Joe? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Got the dream team here. Can't be more happy. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck yeah, uh, Joe. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, before we get into uh, team previews, we're going to do a little bit of sports news. Uh, remember, if you like the episode, share, uh, subscribe, like, all that good stuff uh, so we can re- reach uh, more listeners. Uh, let's get to it. First off, NBA playoffs. We've been talking about it the past couple episodes, but uh, big one uh, last night, I think it was. Giannis uh, went out. Trey Young was already out, which I did not see coming till like a couple hours before the game, but... Hawks just kicked the shit out of him. Uh, in the middle of the game, Giannis left. What did you think about that, Reha? Uh, it was kind of scary for Bucks fans. It's like it was a knee injury, mm-hmm. and there's I, no there's no uh, damage, structural damage. So that's good. Yeah. But still, that's a nagging in- injury that could probably hinder him the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, and going into, I mean, I still can't believe it's two two. Well, I can't either. I mean, I, I'm thinking now, like. Who knows if he'll play again? Hawks have a real chance at it. Oh yeah, especially if Trey Young comes back. Yeah. But shout out Lou Williams, he fucking balled. Yeah, Lou Williams, uh, Bogdanovich finally started playing well in the series. Uh, Kevin Horder uh, is playing super well this series, and then Clint Capella over the backboard. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm loving it. You like that big man action, Joe? Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, and then also tonight we are recording a Wednesday, June thirtieth. Uh, the Clippers and Suns go into a game six. Uh, Suns up 3-2. I don't know how I feel about it. That Clippers team's scrappy. Yeah, and Chris Paul's pretty ass in, uh, what is it, 3-1 to one or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> never good. Oh, God. I mean, at least he made the conference final. So he... Yeah, true. I, I hope the Suns pull her out, though. If uh, they didn't make the finals, do you think he'd come back on, like, a lower contract? Because I think he has a player option that... A lot of people said he's going to turn down. Yeah, I've heard that too. If I'm him, I'm staying at the Suns, finishing my career out there. Why not? No kidding. It's, he's had the most success winning-wise with the Suns. Yeah. Um, the future's bright. He kind of guides those young guys. who Two superstars with Aiton and Booker yeah. in the making, you know. Yeah, Mikel Bridges, great role player. Cam Johnson, a great role player, and both of them still young. Abdul Nader off the bench. I just don't know what more he wants. Like, he's played with good talent like Blake Griffin, DeAndre George, Maul Crawford um, in the Ro- at the Rockets with James Harding, Clint Capella. Yeah, like, what the fuck's he going to do? He's going to go to a team with superstars, <laughs> and he's going to be the afterthought. Like, yeah, he might succeed with them, but, I mean, in Phoenix, he's like... Booker's the guy, but Paul's also, you know, kind of the guy. He's kind of the one that a lot, or, I mean, Devin Booker brought it up a notch, but he's kind of the guy that like, turned it around. Yeah, and like at Phoenix, he's, you know, he's a superstar there, but if he goes to another contender, I mean, he's just kind of a good role player, I yeah. think. Yeah. I, aging I'm, point guard. Yeah, aging point guard, finishing out his career, so, or maybe just a roamer like Rajon Rondo or something, which. Yeah, and if he does, like, stay in Phoenix and wins a ring. That would mean so much more, I think, to him than going to a team with, like, that's already going to win a ring, you know, just kind of gets the ring yeah. to finish his career out. He brought a non-playoff team next year win the finals. Yeah. That'd, that'd be crazy. Um, yeah, so, I mean, who, who do you have for the rest of the series, Joe? You know, I don't know. Um, you, had, you had Clippers in five. <laughs> I know. That's why I was a little off. I don't know. I think it's – I'm going to take Clippers in seven still. All right. Do you think Kawhi Leonard's no, going to return in Game Seven, or are you just planning on this team? I'm just planning. I think the Clippers are going to take over here at the end. All right. What about you, uh, Reha? I think Suns closer down tonight. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, also, some news: uh, July 6th, there will be a golf match: Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson against Aaron Rodgers and DeChambeau. Uh Do you have any thoughts on that, Reha? Not really. It's cool they do that, I think. Yeah. What was it last year, Peyton and Tom? Yeah, it was Peyton Tiger versus Tom and Phil, I think. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. I I wonder how many times Aaron Rodgers is going to be asked about the Packers during that whole thing. Because, I mean, I'm guessing there's a contract that he has to do media stuff. Yeah. And then instead of asking him about golf, they're 
definitely going to ask him about the Packers since he's been so quiet, too. Yeah, well, I hope they do, and I hope he's just, like, is a sarcastic asshole like he is. Yeah. It's hilarious, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, ever since he went on the Pat McAfee show, I feel like I get his humor more. And yeah. He's not so stuck up, but actually, like, just... I, I don't even really know. give a fuck. I, I yeah, he's, he's just funny, but in like a really dry, yeah, dry way. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Is there anything else? Uh, some coaching hires, I guess. You want to talk about those? Uh, Billups to the Blazers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard there's a uh, big uproar about it. That's what I've heard too. Which I don't see why he's been a top assistant for the last. Exeters. Is he the assistant on the Clippers now? I think so. Yeah, that's what that's I thought. I'm pretty sure he is. Huh. Well, no. Isn't Sam Cassell? Or are they both? They could both be. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kidd just went to... Dallas. Yes. And then um, Dallas's coach... Which I like that hire. I do too, to Indiana. I think that's a great hire. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know this. Didn't Rick Carlisle start his head coaching career at the Pacers? Yeah, or? yeah. So he's going back. Yeah. I don't know why the... Ma- did Maverick or Rick Carlisle and Luca must have butted heads. I, that's what I'm assuming. There's no reason. Uh, he's a really good coach. Yeah, he's been one of the best coaches in the last decade or two. You know. Yeah. And then uh, Lakers hired a big name assistant with uh, David Fitzdale. Yeah, I like that hire too. Yeah. Kind of fill Jason Kidd's role. Yeah, I always felt that Fitzdale was like a good coach, just never got in the right. Yeah, and then, like he is in Miami with LeBron as an assistant when they were oh, winning. So I, I think that. that. That probably had something to do with it, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, that's it. We can get right into uh, AFC North. Joe, you have anything? No, I think you guys got it pretty good. All right. Uh, first up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, won the division last year, but also probably have the least bright future of uh, the division teams. They were 12-4 and last year. Head coach Mike Tomlin. Result collapsed after an 11-0 start. I mean, pretty it was, brutal. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, their losses was Bud Dupree, uh, Matt Filer, offensive tackle, uh, Mike Hilton, cornerback, David DeCastro, offensive guard, which I don't know if he's retiring or not. And they cut him, didn't they? Yeah. Kind of randomly. No one expected it. Uh, yeah, he was having ankle surgery and it, at his age. And then uh, center Mike Pouncey, right? It's that Pouncey yeah. brother? Yep. yep. Okay. And then adds, they added an offensive tackle, Joe Hag, offensive guard, Trey Turner, and then they drafted number 24, Najee Harris, uh, running back out of Alabama. In the second round, they got Pat Fermoth, tight end out of Penn State. Pronounce that correctly, Reha? Something like that. All right. Uh, what do you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, they added, or they lost a lot of offensive line um, linemen, which was a big problem last year. They never were able to get their running game going. Uh, what do you think about their losses and ads and drafts uh, this offseason? Well, I think, you know, getting Najee Harris is going to be huge for any run game that you're going to try and run. You know, getting an Alabama running back's proven to be pretty good. That's but, true. But uh, like you said, they need to work on that offensive line if they really want to get it going. Because Ben's going to be gone here soon, and Mason's not going to be who I want to rely on. I want to have a solid run game first, and then Mason. And then you can add uh, Ease Dwayne in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he going to be the number two, or do you think if uh, Big Ben retires after the season, it's going to be uh, Mason Rudolph? There's no way in hell Mason will ever get a start again. <sighs> I don't know. And I heard Dwayne looks really damn good. But that's just hearsay. Yeah, I mean, Mike He's Tomlin change his is shit first. Mike Tomlin is known for uh, keeping personalities under wraps. So yeah, who knows if uh, Haskins is just waiting to break out again? I mean, what he did wasn't awful too. I just it's heard just, he wasn't. He's young really, and immature. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll grow up. I think. Yeah, unless it's like Jamarcus Russell and he just turns into a complete bum. Yeah, uh, a lot of criticism for the Steelers uh, last year came through the offense, including offensive line, bad running game, and mostly just short passes. Uh, with an offensive line overhaul, new running back, and a new offensive coordinator who was already like on staff, uh, do you have more faith in the offense or less, Reha? I would say more. Um, I think the offensive line kind of turning that around. It'll be different. It might take some time to get used to, but it's going to help or be better, I think, overall. Because, I mean, there was a – and I guess I forgot to uh, include this. They also uh, lost offensive tackle uh, Alejandro, yeah, Alejandro Villanueva yeah. or something. I think those guys have been there a long time. I think it's probably time for a fresh start, I guess. Yeah. 
And then, you know, Harris coming in, that's huge. That's going to help tremendously. Probably him and Benny Snell, I'm guessing, the two backs. Mm-hmm. And then re-signing Juju. They, thank God they did that because they needed to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of capping um, the potential breakout wide receivers of, like, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. But, yeah, they probably need all the weapons they can for this year, especially if this is going to be their last push with Big Ben. Yeah. Which I still don't know if I have a lot of faith in this team to get one final put because they lost more than they added and yeah they still collapsed and i think really big ben is going to hinder him yeah uh joe what do you think do you have more faith in the offense or less no i think you know cole i'm, I'm with cole on that i think big ben's going to hinder him a little bit more yeah that's like you know i have a lot of faith in their defense but just because they have you know watt and fitzpatrick i mean those are two superstar players I think the defense will be all right, but it's just that offense, you know. Big Ben, he's getting old. He's kind of, you've seen a decline in the last few years. I just don't know if he can get it done. You know, he's kind of, I think this is probably it for him. Yeah, and when the offensive coordinator got hired, uh, I think he, like, in recent weeks, um, he's like, I'm going to do whatever Big Ben wants to do. Why? That's exactly why the other guy got fucking fired. Yeah. And you got all these deep threats like Juju is better in open field, not like near the line of scrimmage. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, they're deep threats and they're budding stars. They're yeah. they had if there was a if they had a good quarterback, I'm not saying Big Ben's bad, but yeah. if they had like Josh Allen or Mahomes, mm-hmm. they'd be they fucking the right quarterback. Yeah, they'd be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Um, Steelers' weapons are a big question mark uh, with Juju uh, disappointing in some games last week or last year, and then also he's a free agent after this year. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool uh, showing great signs, and then Ebron being like a question mark his entire career. Uh, what would you rate these passing weapons, Joe? Uh, like out of 10, all of them? I mean, you could give it a grade, too. I... I give it a solid B, just because, like you said, there's a lot of question marks, you know. And you got to think about, like we were just talking about, you got to think about the quarterback that's going to be throwing to all these weapons, and that's still a question mark too. Like, you know, too many question marks. But there is upside, like you said, with Juju, Deontay, and Claypool. Those they're young guys, you know. They've shown they have flashes, but yeah, it's still a B. All right, what would you rather have? This um, receiving core. And uh, Ebron at tight end, or having a guy like Devonte Adams, but then like MBS and uh, Lazard, Lazard and um, Tanyan, Tanyan, yeah. I don't know. You know, um, I'd probably go with Devonte over the Ebron situation. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to have the guy. Yeah, I think right now I yeah. pick that the Packers, but like for future reference, definitely Steelers. Yeah, especially since I think Claypool's going to be a stud. and Yeah, that's like I agree with Joe, too, on the B. I think they're a B with the potential to possibly be an A if yeah. everyone breaks out. But Yeah, I agree. Um, Sealers will continue to lean on their defense uh, like they have for years. Uh, do you see any, with like losses like uh, Bud Dupree and Mike Hilton and stuff like that, do you think that will affect this defense? Because they've known to be able to replace pretty easily. Um, or do you think other guys will, like, step up and uh, keep the powerhouse going? Uh, Reha? Uh, I think Bud Dupree hurts T.J. Watt. Okay. Just because Bud's, he's not a severely dominant player, but he took a little bit of pressure off Watt. Especially with, like, the speed he has. Like, you can't, you can't double-team both of them. And, no. And then you still got Cameron Hayward on the and, defensive yeah. line. Yeah, and then... To Hilton, I think Hilton, he's a good player, but I think they could plug and replace him. Okay, yeah, and I think they added a cornerback um, in the offseason, but I can't remember who. Um, I can't. I still think you're have, right. I can't remember the name, though. Yeah, I know they still have Joe Hayden and stuff like that, but, yeah, I can't think of it. Uh, what about you, uh, Joe? Do you do you have faith in this uh, Pittsburgh's defense, or do you think they're going to take a step down? I think they'll be all right. You know, we've seen them replace and kind of step up year after year. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Would you uh, yeah. Would you list them like as a top five, top ten? I, you know, I'd say in you know the realm of four to seven somewhere in there. You know, 
fluctuates throughout the season or between year to year. But I'd say around five, around the top five, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, like when they're you, not going to get hurt too much. Yeah. When you have a good player at every level, like they have Watt, then they yeah. got Bush, and then Fitzpatrick, you know, D-line linebacker, defensive back, I think you can basically throw in players around them and still be pretty dominant. Yeah. I mean, last year, Devin Bush going down, and then I I can't even remember that linebacker's name, but he came in there. He's and he, Good. Yeah. Damn good. It's kind of and Mike Tomlin's always ran a good system, so um, a lot of players would be able to come in there and at least make an impact, um, not be the star like Bud Dupree or Devin Bush or something like that. But, yeah, um, Big Ben took a pay cut this offseason to uh, create some cap space, said he wanted to do it for the good of the team. Do you think that's true? No, I don't. You think he was made to? Yeah, I think he's definitely made to. Because they could just easily be like, oh, you know what, we might just move on from you because we have a future with you. Yeah, it's the last year of his contract, and if they suck, they get a top um, quarterback pick uh, next year, which would increase uh, their rebuilding process much quicker than trying to get one last run out of Big Ben, which I don't think is going to happen. No, they need to you know, kind of just get a guy in there, a young quarterback, because they have all young players. You might as well get the young quarterback, you know, have a couple years of growing pains, and then be good again. They're probably like, take the pay cut so that you can mentor Dwayne Haskins, leave the Steelers on a good note, stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it has to be his last year, right? I would think so. And I did see an interesting fact. You know uh, Mark Madden? He goes on Pat McAfee's show, big Pittsburgh guy. Yep. Um, He put out that Mike Tomlin's actually been very disappointing in, like, the past – decade or so like since 2010 or maybe 2008 he only has three playoff wins um which is much lower than like bill belichick pete carroll um uh, matt lafleur has two or three playoff wins in two years that he's been head coach like i know mike tomlin's reputation is great he's a great coach but do you think steelers ever get tired of the postseason just collapses I'm sure they do, but I think also think Big Ben's a problem with that, too. Yeah. I mean, I think Tomlin does as much as he can, but I just think they need to address the quarterback situation. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Joe? Well, I think we've kind of hinted on it on every, you know, segment we've talked about here. The, you know, the, the problem's really Big Ben. God, this we're just trashing we need, Oh, we are. <laughs> we, need him to move, we need him to move on, you know, at some point. And get to the future of the Steelers. I mean, keep the defense like always, but you know you got a young core there, the receivers, and obviously Najee Harris coming in. Let's move on to the next uh, next Steelers era, I guess. Because yeah. I don't think I think you know we've talked about it. Ben's pulling them back a little bit. Okay, I didn't know if that new era was going to include Mike Tomlin or not. If it's another lapse uh, this season. Um, but like always, we're going to give a projected record for the next season for the Pittsburgh Steelers and chances of winning division. Remember, guys, let's add it up to 100. All right, Reha, do you want to start us off? Yep, I'm going to go 10, 10 wins. 10-7? Yep. All right, Joe? I'm going to go 11 wins. All right, 11-6. and six. And I'm going to be a little bit lower than you guys. I'm going to go 9-8, and eight. not too confident, especially with the competition in the AFC. Oh, more. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Uh, chances of winning division, Reha. Uh, let's go. Let's go 15%. 15%. All right, Joe. Um, give me 20. 20%. All right, I'm going to be the low guy and take 10%. I'm, I'm not – and that's the weird part. I was super high on the uh, Steelers last year. I was like, Big Ben's back. They got all these weapons, um, pretty decent offensive line. Um, I don't know. I just – I don't really have faith. So uh, let's move to the next team. Um, we've got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, last year they went 11-5. and Head coach Kevin Stefanski, result lost in the divisional round to the Chiefs, which was a pretty good game if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, they were kind of not. I don't want to say underdog because they do have the talent and stuff, but I mean, they they finally um, getting the respect they deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, a lot of the off seasons in the past years have been about like 
can Cleveland Browns come out of this funk? Can they make the playoffs? Stuff like that. And, I mean, this offseason, they're barely talked about, but I think it's because it's just known now that they turned the corner and they're a pretty good team. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, Ryle Atari. Uh, he's a listener of the show, and he says that the Cleveland Browns are going to the AFC Championship this year. So, oh. I did get a, actually talking about the Browns getting kind of some recognition now. I think it was today I got like an ESPN update, and it was like, who has the best roster in football? And it was Bucks, Chiefs, or Browns, the three options. I could see that. I could too. I mean, they got a lot of talent. Yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Uh, their losses were uh, Terrence Mitchell, cornerback, and defense tackle Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, they added cornerback Troy Hill, D-tackle Malik Jackson, safety John Johnson the third, and then edge rusher Javion Clowney. So that's some good ads. John Johnson's pretty underrated safety. Oh, I, I, I would say, to say he's top. Is he top three? Oh, top three strong safety, maybe. I'm trying to think. Could of, be. I mean, he plays pretty well. I mean, you got Jamal. I mean, he's he been injured. Maybe he's been injured. That's why I haven't heard about him. I can't remember. Maybe. Right. I mean, he took a big step last year for the uh, Rams. Uh, I don't want to say top three. Top five. Let's go top five strong safety. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited to see him. And then Clowney was big addition. I think they got – I mean, it's a one-year deal, but it definitely helps. And I think – because Miles Garrett always starts off the season with a lot of sacks. And I think uh, with Clowney, he's going to be able to get get less pressure taken off of him. Something like Aaron Donald needs. He needs a good pass rusher next to him. Something uh, T.J. Watt needs. I mean, all these guys have like good people next to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Garrett will help from this, and then Clowney just getting a job anywhere was kind of, especially for a contender, really. Yeah. Uh, and then they also. Uh, I, th- I thought they killed the draft, too. I, I really like Cleveland's picks in the past couple of years. They drafted number 26, Greg Newsome, cornerback out of Northwestern, which uh, I really like him. And then second round, who I projected to be their first round in the uh, uh, mock draft that I made, uh, Jock, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, oh, he, I like him a lot. Yeah, he, he was a stud. He dropped because he had heart problems and stuff, but it, it's come out that it's good. good. He's cleared to play. Shouldn't be any limitations. So I really like that ad. Uh, what did you think about their additions, uh, Reha? Oh, I've loved them. Like you said, the draft, they killed it. Getting Newsome first round. Like, their secondary is going to be the best in the NFL in a year or two. Oh. With all those young D-backs and safeties they have. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, really fun to watch, I think. And then the linebacker, Jock, he's like a perfect linebacker for today's game. You know, he's an athletic guy. He can cover, and he can rush, too, if he needs to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just very athletic and uh, definitely a position that they needed on that defense because they're stacked at uh, defense. They got Denzel Ward, who's a stud, needs to stay healthy, staying with uh, Greedy Williams. Bad at someone else. I think Troy Hill's supposed to be. He's a good slot corner, I think. Yeah. One of the best in the NFL. Um, and then they got John Johnson. Uh, they just or they drafted Grant Delpit last year, but he had an ACL injury. But he's coming back, so safeties are good. Yeah, I'm really excited about this defense. Uh, Joe, what do you think about uh, the defense uh, this coming year? Because I mean, they and plus they got defensive line. They got Garrett Clowney, um, some good D tackles. Uh, do you think this is a top three defense this year? And um, I'm answer that question. Then I got a follow up. I don't know about a top three, not yet anyways. But I do think there's, you know, a lot of promise and it's going to be a very good defense. Like we said, you know, they got, like we talked about with the uh, Steelers, having, you know, playmakers in all three levels, and they've got playmakers in all three levels there. But top three, I don't know yet. That's that's a lot. I mean, last year they took a big step. Then they added a couple more, like, big-name guys, uh, playmakers. I don't know. I mean, I, let's uh, think of it as like a fantasy perception or perspective, Joe. Um, is this one of the defenses that you're targeting? Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. This is something that I would look for in fantasy, yeah, because, I mean, defense, I'm fine with taking a little bit of a chance and, you know, them coming up, there's a lot of upside there, a lot of upside potential. All right, I like it. Uh, going back into not fantasy, though, uh, what offense would you put over this defense? Like, what... What offense do you think would be able to school this defense? Well, the Chiefs. Okay. And maybe the Bucks. Okay. Do you think uh, maybe the Bills? 
Uh, I don't know. With those those safeties are tough. I mean, they're young. But that's the thing. Grant Delpit and Newsom. So maybe uh, his arm could get you know those deep arm threads going. Okay. Yeah, that's. I like what you said there about the safe or the secondary being young because so obviously defensive line wise, Clowney and Garrett, they're going to get a lot of sacks, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think. So I think the secondary, they're going to be really good this year, but I do think they'll give up a decent amount of big plays just because of the inexperience. Yeah. Maybe not Denzel Ward because he's entering his, what, third or fourth year. Mm-hmm. But kind of, you know, maybe the safety's over the top if Delpit's in there or else Newsom's in there or Greedy Williams. Yeah. I think they'll be good, but they'll give up some big plays. Okay. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt could be the scariest backfield in the NFL. Creed. Uh, do you expect anything to change? Could Baker take another step and control offense, or do you think they uh, stick with Kevin Stefanski's system, Joe? What do I think they're going to do? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. What I would do, I would, you know, I think Baker Mayfield can't take another. This is a good chance for him to because he had two, like you said, those two great running backs. If he can, you know, continue to improve and take a better hold of the entire offense reigns, you know, then I don't see why you wouldn't go. You know, leading with Baker instead of going with Stefanski's plans. Okay. What about you, Ria? What do you think? Yeah, I think I think Baker's going to take a huge step this year, even from last year. You know, I think we're finally going to see the okay. This is why he's number one pick. You, so you you're saying he's going to be the guy? He's going to get a big extension after this year? I yeah, I would say so. But a lot of that has to do with the two good running backs. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of pressure off him too. Yeah. But it's just going to make him feel more comfortable. He's going to make his reads. He's going to make the big throws, I think, this year. Okay. Uh, Brown's offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. I mean, you got Jedrick Willis, who was a rookie last year, Bettino, J.C. Treader, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. That's a really good offensive line. Uh, do you think that's one of the main reasons uh, Baker Mayfield made his jump? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think it helped tremendously. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously uh, play action helps a lot. Um what do you expect now that OBJ is going to be healthy after his ACL? Because actually Baker Mayfield's efficiency and basically overall play increased once he went down. Like, what do you think about that situation? Do you think he's learned to use his other weapons and not focus on uh, Odell Beckham? Yes, that's a good point. That's what I was going to kind of get into. I think, you know, it's kind of an up and down with Odell. But I think now that he knows he can use the other guys – and, you know, get it done, mm-hmm. I think Odell will come back and we'll kind of start to see, you know, the Odell we're used to in New York, like a lot better version, you know. I think Baker will make the better reads and he'll hit him when he's actually open. He's not going to force it to him yeah. just because he can trust the other guys. Yeah, because Jarvis Landry went off at the end of the year. Uh, Rashad Higgins was very good. I think they got another wide receiver that I can't remember. And then you got – Got to think Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and then they have uh, the rookie last year, Harrison Bryant. That's a really good uh, three tight ends, too, and Harrison Bryant showed out. He did. He, he definitely did. Yeah, I mean, so that's probably the best third-string tight end in the game, I'd say. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, never mind. Take that Bra- back. Yeah, you go to Tampa. Yeah. Cameron Braid or O.J. Howard, whichever yeah. the – but, yeah, I agree. Um yeah, I just think, and uh, with Odell, like, he's not going to get peppered with tar- targets, but with them using other guys, he's going to be more efficient with his targets because I know his, like, target-to-catch percentage was terrible. He, he had to run, like, shorter routes because, I mean, it, w- it was just him getting the targets. So, I mean, if there's a blitz, it's got to be him. Yeah, and I think that's... Obviously, that's on Baker, but I feel like there's just a lot of pressure on Browns getting Odell mm-hmm. and Baker being a young quarterback. You know, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, because Odell, off- like the social media king, the guy. Yeah, that offseason, there was so much hype about them, like, going to the Super Bowl because they got Odell, which, I mean, I, I, I thought definitely they'd make the playoffs with that. It uh, didn't turn out that way, but, yeah, I'm excited to see how this uh, team works out. Joe, do you have anything to add on the Browns? Uh, no, I mean, I think you guys kind of hit it on the head there. Uh, Odell, I think, you know, like we saw getting those uh, Baker learning with his other weapons and stuff like that, that'll hopefully take some pressure off and we get back to the, the Odell where the money was earned, you know, making those crazy plays and having exciting stuff go on instead of fighting with stuff on the bench. Yeah. 
and maybe he just needs highlights we've seen the last two years. Yeah, maybe he just needs to learn to have fun again with football. Oh, yeah, I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. Quit putting so much pressure on himself. Yeah, uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on the? I know we talked about it a little bit, but you know, Cream Hunt and can't remember his name right now. Nick G- Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. You think Nick Chubb's touches will decline again some more, or do you think? I do with the fact that it's going to be a 17-game season. He was a little banged up last year. Um, I. It's hard to say that he's going to be as efficient with his touches too, because I mean he's been over five yards a carry for like since he's been drafted, which is just insane. Like 5.5 yards per carry. So. I don't think he'll be as efficient, and I don't think he'll have his usual touches per game. I don't know. But, I mean, Kareem Hunt is definitely a good go-to, so I don't think they'll lose anything in the run game. Yeah. Um, and with the passing game for running backs, I think he'll be good. The, the thing that I worry about that I've been thinking about this entire time in the offseason is, do I want to draft Nick Chubb in fantasy? or I mean, And then, plus... Nick Chubb doesn't really – like, he has a good upside because he can do a home run every play that he gets the ball. But if you get Kareem Hunt in later rounds and Nick Chubb gets hurt, he's a league winner. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think so, too. Like, let's say hopefully it doesn't happen if Nick Chubb gets hurt. I mm-hmm. think Kareem Hunt could, fantasy-wise, be the number one running back in the whole damn thing. For sure, because he ability to catch the ball – maybe the best offensive line. He's a home run threat too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just going back to the Kansas City days, like Yeah, he's for damn sure. good. Yeah. It, it intrigues me. Uh Joe, what is your projected record for the Cleveland Browns? Um excuse me. Well, I'm gonna go twelve wins. Twelve and five. Alright, you're high on the Browns. What about you, Riha? Thirteen. Thirteen and four. Alright. I'm I'm going to agree with Joe here, 12-5. I don't want to get too crazy about them, but I'm pretty excited for the Browns this year. I am too. I've been saying for years where I think, you know, show me something. This last year they did finally, they yeah. finally came it. you know, this is the year, this is the year. Last year they finally showed me something. So I'm a little, I'm giving them some, some recognition. Oh, yeah. Joe, are you a Baker guy? You like him? Ah, he's all right. Next I'm time I see you, Joe, I'm going to wear my Baker Mayfield jersey. But he's all right. <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, chances of winning the division, Riha. Uh, forty percent. Forty percent. All right, Joe. Thirty. Thirty percent. I'm. Mm, I'm gonna go forty-five percent. High guy on him. All right. Let's go to the Baltimore Ravens now. Record eleven and five last year. Head coach John Harbaugh. Result: lost in the divisional round to the Bills. Uh, they lost a lot this offseason. They lost uh, Matt Judon, running back Mark Ingram, edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe, center Matt Skura, and offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. That's a lot, Ria. It is. It is. They added though some. Uh, offensive guard, Kevin Zeitler. Wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. Offensive tackle, Alejandro Villanueva. I think that's his last name. And then offensive tackle, who will probably not play this year, uh, Juwan James. Out of Denver. Jones. James Jones? Uh, it's something like that. He's out of I Denver, can, though, isn't he? Yep. He's, yeah. Yeah, he got caught, and now there's that big thing about if it was done off. He did it while training, right? Yes. Yeah. So he lost a lot of money, which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, but then they drafted uh, number 27. They draft, drafted uh, Rashad P- Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. And then with the Chiefs pick that they got for Orlando Brown, they uh, got OA offensive line, outside linebacker for the Penn State. Um, what did you think about their off offseason, Riha? Well, obviously they lost quite a bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, main key pieces. They replaced those guys with some, you know, pretty good players, but I don't think the same level of players. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nagakwe for and, and I can't remember what they gave up to get him, but I think what much was it? Yeah, and I don't know how well he did with the Ravens, but I still think that's a pretty big loss, especially since he's a young guy. Matt Judon's been there for a while. Um, 
pretty big piece, and then they replace him with a rookie and stuff like that. They still got like guys like Calais Campbell, uh, they who was a big stud last year, Patrick Queen. Yeah. I mean, defense should still probably be good. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I think with the defense, they're kind of just trying to. They have some good young guys, so they're kind of trying to sure up some salary cap because Lamar Jackson's going to get big extension. Yeah. So they need to free up some money. I'm assuming that's what their plan was, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably right. And Lamar still hasn't gotten a deal done, so I don't know when the deadline is. But how do you even? Obviously, he's an MVP, but. What do he you doesn't do? deserve Patrick Mahomes' money. No. You know he's going to want not that much, but he's going to want a lot of fucking money. Yeah, how much did Dak get in his extension? $40 million a year? $45? I, I think it was around 40 Yeah. He'll probably be asking for more than that. Yeah. Which rightfully so, but still. I'd have a hard time giving it to him if he doesn't make a big uh, jump in his passing. And it's his hey, play style because he's putting himself at risk the way he plays. Say, he better sign that before he gets hurt. No shit. I mean, I feel bad for him because he's one of the most exciting players in the league, but it's just hard for an organization to justify giving him that much money. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like a uh, increase in passing yards. I think he just needs to be more on target with the pet he does throw because I'm not expecting him to be a 40 pass attempts uh, per yard or per game uh, player, but. They need to have the threat of, yeah, he can throw it to Sammy Watkins or Marquise Brown or Mark Andrews a little bit. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he gets because he's probably going to get more than Dak because Dak got that after a brutal injury. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the defense. They lost their uh, lost two key pass rushers but still have a great secondary with Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphreys, Chuck Clark, and Sean Elliott. Which one was the um, uh, safety that like kind of kicked Earl Thomas to the curb? Uh, Chuck Clark. Okay. He's the one that got in a fight, I think. Oh, yeah? Hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then with the D-line, like Derek Wolf, Campbell, Tyus Bauer, uh, do you still expect an elite, elite defense, Joe? Um, you know, I'm a little worried, but uh, I still think they're going to be in that top ten again, but definitely taking a step back. Now, do you see it? I mean, Patrick Queen was a stud last year. Do you expect him to uh, make another jump, or I think he's going to have to. I think he's going to get you know a little bit more responsibility on his shoulders this year, and I, I think he'll come up to it. Yeah, and luckily they added another uh, outside linebacker with the draft. So if he's a stud. I could see that being another elite defense. Do you agree, Riha? Yeah, I think so. With that secondary, it's so good. You know, Marlon Humphrey's superstar, and Marcus Peters always been solid. Okay. Um, going back to uh, last year, the Ravens' offense seemed to be a little bit stagnant and predictable at times, even said by some of their current players. Uh, do you think the additions that they made with, like, Watkins, Bateman, uh, Dobbins, possibly being like the feature back i know they re-signed gus edwards but it seems like he's gonna take a little bit more of a role uh do you think this will be a drastic change to their offense or uh maybe just like a step in the right direction you don't see like too much improvement what do you think Ria? i think it all depends on lamar's passing development if he's gonna get better you know because those are good receivers. Obviously, they, they're showing that they want to be able to throw the ball by getting Watkins, drafting Bateman. Mm-hmm. And I think Bateman will be a great pro. Yeah, and I mean, they were in the running for uh, Juju, T.Y. Hilton. They tried to get some some of the bigger name guys, but I mean, yeah. Sammy Watkins is a nice little piece. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. And I think getting those guys is going to increase uh, Marquise Brown's production. Because okay. I, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, he's uh, still he's kind of small. I think he's still trying to work on getting his. Yeah, it was probably in the middle of the season. He kind of complained about if you got a Ferrari, you better drive it. Yeah, shit like that. Um, and then at the end of the year, they kind of um, uh, were able to utilize him more. Kind of like uh, screen passes, a um, little bit more, just looking for him. Uh, Joe, do you think Marquise Brown is about to have a big year and kind of step into? Because what was he drafted? 
Who's first round? Like 17? First round, yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, do you think he's finally going to make that big step into uh, possibly a superstar role? I think he can. It's definitely there. This uh, let, is the year that he can do it. I, I think he could. Let's say, I think like. He has a lot of upside. Yeah. Yeah, let's say, like, Lamar Jackson's, like, potential as a passer is thrown out the window. Just Marquise Brown taking, like, that next step probably going to happen this year, right? I Yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about Lamar Jackson because everyone thinks about him when he thinks about the Baltimore Ravens now. Uh, he struggled at times to find a passing groove, uh, but very good going to Hollywood Brown in the second half of the season. Uh, do you expect to see like maybe a Josh Allen type role? Because Josh Allen got more weapons when the Bills kind of found out, hey, this is probably our guy. Let's get him some weapons. Let's get him Stephon Diggs. Let's get him Cole Beasley, John Brown. Uh, do you expect that kind of jump from him um, when it comes to passing in this upcoming season? I don't. I expect him to be a lot better, more efficient. I don't think the numbers are going to be crazy, but I think, you know, like, completion percentage, uh, quarterback rating, I think that'll go up quite a bit this year. I think maybe his – he'll still have his rushing yards, but I think maybe the attempts will go down because I think they'll utilize – Dobbins, I think Dobbins is going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. And then I also like Gus Edwards a lot, too. Yeah. And I think he looked really good when he gets his carries. You know, he's a big back. Mm-hmm. Kind of him and Dobbins are kind of a – they good. go well together. Dobbins is kind of elusive, catch the ball. Or Gus Edwards, you know, downhill runner. Yeah. Which a downhill runner fits Lamar Jackson because he can do a lot of those reads, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think uh, Lamar Jackson will take a step back in – rushing attempts so hopefully that result and the weirdest thing is like mark andrews i don't think got a lot of passing yards but for a while there i mean it was a guaranteed receiving touchdown every week uh what do you think about mark andrews and like maybe his role in the offense now that may because bateman's kind of a do you think he's going to be like the slot receiver there or do you think that might be sammy watkins and possibly marquise brown if they want to use a unique um, setup. Yeah, I think they could really use any three of those guys in that situation. Um, I think Brown will still be outside just because of his home run ability. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I could see putting him in the slot because of his home run ability. Yeah. Give him those quick passes, break it off. Do you think that affects Mark Andrews um, a lot? Do you think his numbers go down at all? I actually think they will go up because I think he was kind of the main target last year and teams knew that. Yeah. Lamar likes throwing to tight ends. If Lamar can get the ball to his receivers, I think Andrews will actually take a step further. Okay. I like the thinking. Uh, what's your thoughts, Joe? No, I agree with that. You know, increase the receivers are opening up, you know, more games for the tight ends. Lamar does like throwing to tight ends, so it's going to be easier for Andrews there. Okay. Um, Joe, let's talk a little bit of fantasy here. I know you, you like fantasy. Um, who are you most excited for in the Baltimore Ravens for the value you can get? And like the round they're projected to uh, be drafted. Are you looking at like Marquise Brown as like a number two wide receiver that could possibly num- be number one? Are you looking at maybe J.K. Dobbins could be like a value pick or Sammy Watkins, Mark Andrews? Well, I think uh, you know all three of them definitely have upside potential. You know, like we talked about with Lamar taking a step up in his accuracy. Nice. Where you know Marquise could be like a number three. Or number two, you know, move up to maybe a number one receiver okay. on your on your roster there. And, you know, same with J.K. Dobbins. You know, if maybe Gus Edwards takes a hit or, you know, whatever, it's just going to open up more for Dobbins, I think. So there's a lot of upside here. But who I would go for first would probably be Sammy Watkins just because he has, you know, some history there with the Chiefs and he knows what it's like to be in a bit of a winning system. So, and I think he can maybe thrive being his own guy for a bit. Yeah, I like that take because I think uh, Sammy Watkins is like severely underrated for being like one of three options on a pretty good offense. So yeah, I agree because I think he's been taken like round nine or later. Yeah, and, which uh, usually doesn't happen with a number two wide receiver. I think people are just he's Has never really put up crazy numbers, but he's always been on either shitty teams or else teams that have other weapons. Yeah. And he was a high draft pick. He's obviously a good player if he's been in the league this long. Yeah. All right, let's get to the projected record. Uh, Joe, do you want to go first? Nope. 
All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eleven wins. All right. Let's go. Eleven and six. Joe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. Nine and eight. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go right in the middle there. And ten and seven. I'm not too. I'm not crazy about the Ravens this year because I mean they had a really good uh, late push in the season when it looked like they weren't even going to make the postseason but I think teams are starting to figure it out so unless Lamar Jackson takes that big step passing wise and I don't know if he will I don't think it's going to be like the crazy offenses that we've seen in the past years Yeah. Uh, chances of winning the division Reha uh, I'm going to go 35% 35 alright with that let me do some quick math. You got 15% left. All right. Uh, Joe. Uh, 21. What a weird fucking number. All right, Joe. Uh, with that, uh, you have 4% left? Am I doing that 20? math? No. 14. 29. What? Yeah, no. Oh, I'm looking at my other. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I only have 10% left, 5%. All right, 40, then 15, it's 55. All right, yeah, you have 20% left. No, I don't have that much left. 40, 40, 50, 35. 65. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have zero left. All right, never mind. God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm doing this right when we're recording. Uh, 21% from Joe, and then... Don't tell me, Joe. Don't tell me. All right. You have 29. There you go. All right. And then me. <laughs> now I didn't even think of my percentage. Uh, I'm going to do 30% chance that they win the division. And then with that, 40, 45. I got 5% left. Okay. I like that. All right. Last team on the play. Sorry about that, guys. Um Hey, numbers are hard. Dude, I used to be good at math. No, oh, I never was. I don't know what happened. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, record last year, 4-11. and 11. Uh, Head coach Zach Taylor, result, they got the number five pick. They weren't very good, but... So Nebraska boy, Zach Taylor. You bet. He's going to get him turned around. Oh. Uh, obviously, uh, a little bit of disappointment last year because Joe Burrow did get injured. Uh, let's look at their losses. Defensive tackle, Geno Atkins. Wide receiver, A.J. Green. Those are two. Been there for a long time. Yeah, those are the yeah. cornerstones. They're gone now. Uh, cornerback, William Jackson. Edge rusher, Carl Lawson. Wide receiver, John Ross. Those are some big names, Ria. Yeah, but you got to get them out. Oh. you know, you got you to gotta turn that franchise around. you got to get, I mean, they obviously Atkins mm-hmm. has history there, but you know it's time to move on. All right, let's see who they added then. Edge rusher Trey Hendrickson from uh, the Saints, cornerback. Overrated. <laughs> hey, I like him. <laughs> I think he's going to be good. Don't agree? The money. I think he's a good player, just the money. Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, cornerback Mike Hilton uh, from the Steelers. Defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi from the Browns. They go through this uh Division two, offensive tackle Riley Reef and cornerback Uwuzi. Uh drafted Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU, number five overall. Then they got Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle Clemson. I can't see my own writing. And then in the third round they got Joseph Asai, defensive end from Texas. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe, what did you think about their off season? You're a big fan of uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, taught that, and then off season moves. Uh, well, you know, Joe Burrow went down. That kind of sucked, but wasn't entirely unexpected. Given that, or not you know, unexpected, but you know, that pressure there. You know, first year quarterback. I wasn't expecting a ton of him from the first year, anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, they did lose some weapons there. And I, going into his first year, I really liked all those uh, wide receivers he had at first. And now we're looking at year two, and it's a little bit different. But I still do think he can make something out of that eventually. Okay, I like it. Uh, Rehab, what did you think about their offseason moves? Honestly, I'm not too happy about them. Really? Particularly the first-round pick. Okay. I'm, I think I'm Jamar Chase is an exciting player, mm-hmm. and him and Bro have history. 
I like him a lot. But if you're the Browns, you have to draft Sewell. Bengals. Or the Bengals, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. If you're the Bengals, you have to draft Sewell. Yeah. I mean, we were watching the draft together, and when it came up to Jamar Chase, I was like, I, I wasn't, like, surprised. I was just like, oh, such a Bengals move. Like, uh, what was your thoughts on it, Joe, when you saw it? I, I don't know. I'm okay with it just because, you know, I like to see some exciting football, I guess. Yeah, but it could get Joe Burrow killed, and you like Joey. Ah, you know, shit happens. <laughs> That'd be exciting football right there. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about it because uh, this was one of my questions. Zach Taylor does run a three-wide receiver set. AJ Green's out. They bring in Jamar Chase. Yeah, it's it's a very exciting player, like you said, Reha. Um but was it a good decision? Because, I mean, they got Tyler Boyd, good wide receiver. They got T. Higgins, coming up wide receiver. Who Buddy showed, Star. Yeah, showed a lot of promise. And it seems like they would be able to get another wide receiver in free agency that would be able to fit the fit a three-wide receiver set if that's what Zach Taylor wants to run. And, I mean, a guy like Sewell isn't on free agency a no, whole lot. No, hell no. So, I mean... You, and especially with them needing an upgrade on the offensive line drastically, you're saying terrible pick. Yeah, but it's no like it's no disrespect to Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. It's just what the organization needs, they didn't get it done. Yeah, it's kind of I'm trying to think of a good a good way to put it. Oh, it's like uh last year with um the Packers maybe. Uh, them taking Jordan Love in the first round when they got Aaron Rodgers. You don't need it, and you got other needs that you need to fill. Yeah. It's like, kind of. I I don't want to say it's uh, exactly like that, but I I was trying to think of the best metaphor for it. I think it's like putting $20,000 into your vehicle to make it cool, Mm -hmm. just knowing you're going to wreck it the next day. Oh, I like that. that, Yeah. Kind of relate to that. I mean... I don't know. What did you... Uh, I, mean, I already know what you think, Joe. You say fuck it. What? <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought about the pick, but I already think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cincinnati addressed their defense this offseason with g- upgrades on the defensive line and uh, kind of a more complete secondary. They lost William Jackson, um, who I think was a first-round pick. Yeah, back. he's a pretty good player, I thought. Yeah, just... Just on a bad team. Bad team, and just never was like a Pro Bowl player or all. Uh, I mean, and I get it. They're rebuilding still, so they're not going to pay him big money. Um, Do you think them tanking, or wait, do you think them uh, taking a big step this year is a real possibility, Rhea? I think it'll be better than last year, but, and that all depends on, how Burrow looks after his injury. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty drastic injury. Yeah, because, like, once Joe Burrow went down, it makes it harder on the defense because, I mean, with Andy, it was no, it wasn't even Andy Dalton, was it? No, because he went to the Cowboys. So it was actually, like, Jeff Triscoll stuff. And, yeah, they weren't completing a lot of drives, so that puts a lot on the defense. Defense is on the field a lot. So, so a quick question. I've heard this a lot from people. So Burrow came out, played pretty well. You could tell he's worth the pick. Mm-hmm. You think they should have just shut him down? Because all the hits he was taking. Well, what, like, yeah. okay, we know what, what we got here. Let's fucking sit well, him. Who, who else did they have at the time? Well, what week did he get hurt? It was later in the year, wasn't it? I think it was I like, say like 9 or 10. Yeah. Like well, I was kind of talking about that last season, I feel like, when we were doing the shows. I was like, should they shut him down? And like, no, they he's got to, like, play through mistakes, like, learn from it and stuff. And then he got hurt, and, yeah. I don't know if you shut down a rookie quarterback because that could hurt confidence, maybe. Yeah, but, I mean, they could just tell him, be like, hey, you're the guy, but this is a fucking bad right. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I know what you mean, though, like the confidence deal and letting them play through mistakes. It's I, kinda... But you're right. If he like they told him, hey, we don't want you to, like, uh, you're our guy, so we don't want you to get hurt. We're going to go heavy in the weight room. You're going to pack on 30 pounds so you don't die next time you take a hit. Yeah. And we're going to tank. We're going to get right there. We're going to tank. We're going to get a top pick to get a good lineman. Oh, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
uh, I mean, looking back at it, shutting shutting him down would have been the smart pick. But I mean, that's coming from a year later, so yeah. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty, Joe. God, can, <laughs> every time we get get you on the show, can you just say that? It's on wax now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about Joe or Joe Burrow. Uh, he's the future of the Bengals. We all know it was worth the number one pick. Uh, well, actually, with Justin Herbert going going off last year, is there a debate for who should have been number one pick, or are you saying Joe Burrow got hurt? He's on a worse team. He's the number one pick. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts? Well, number one, we can't go back and retroactively say you know whatever because mm-hmm. like going you know going out. It's going to be Joe Burrow no matter what. We would have called them so stupid if they didn't take Joe Burrow at the time. Yeah, if they yeah, would have. Just, is, yeah, they took Justin Herbert. Now, well, even Herbert, even Herbert, we're all like, you know, Herbert had this, you know, crazy takeoff year. Yeah, I still don't think I would have gone any different. You know, even today, looking back now. Okay, um, Rio, what do the Bengals have to do to uh, like get the most out of Joe Burrow this year? Protect him, I think. <laughs> Just protection-wise, um, Joe Mixon's going to have to take a step. Okay. Be able to run the ball a little better. Yeah, because, I mean, their run offense has been crappy the past couple of years. So, yeah, I do think Joe – and now they don't have uh, Giovanni Bernard. Which hurts a, a lot, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. He's kind of the safety. I mean, Joe Joe Mixon's able to catch the ball, but he needs he, he does need to have, like, a top year – for Joe Burrow to have a step forward, I, I believe. Takes pressure off Joe Burrow, makes defense keep guessing. I, I, I like that take. Uh, I also want to get to uh, Zach Taylor uh, before we end the podcast. Um, Zach Taylor has been pretty underwhelming. What, what is he, going into his third year? Yes, I think so. So, I mean, they won one game. They got Joe Burrow. They won four games. And it is known that some of these younger offensive minds aren't cut out to be a head coach. What do they need to do this year for him to keep his job? Like six wins, seven wins? I don't think it's... So obviously they're going to want to win more games. Every team's going to want to. I just think like they need to see, okay, these guys can compete with everyone. You know, They can't be getting blown out. Okay. Burroughs going to have to make... Great reads, get guys the ball, and I think Zach Taylor will be fine, regardless of what. I mean, he can win five games, but if they're competitive. Could they win two games, but if they're competitive? Or is he out? I don't know. NFL's kind of, you know, they're hardcore. I mean, well, it's hard telling. They're like, Joe, what have you done for me recently? They have, to, they have to look at it as like, <laughs> are we going to ride this out, or are we just going to. You know, get a new guy just because they have a young quarterback. They don't want to keep him. I bet they'd go for another year, and then they'd fire mid-season if anything next year if things are falling apart, or the, the following season if they're falling apart. The following season, okay, but or like in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay. If twenty twenty one is whatever, okay, and then twenty twenty two he's falling apart, then I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the axe. Yeah, because you don't want like an Adam Gase situation where you drag it on and then. Yeah. Just knowing you're gonna fire him eventually. Yeah. Oh, fucking jets. <laughs> um, all right, let's do this. Uh, last projected round. The last projected record. Or sorry, projected record uh, for the AFC. Then we're on to NFC um, in future episodes. We got these done. I can't believe I didn't last year do it by division. I did it by alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm so stupid. I all remember. right. Uh, projected record for the Bengals, Joe. Uh, give me six wins. All right, six and eleven. I'm on board, Joe. I think I was thinking the exact same thing. We're all going six and eleven, and then I've already got the uh, uh, chances of winning the division worked out. Uh, I did it very quickly. If you skip to the end. Uh, 5% for me of Bengals winning the division. 14, or sorry, 29% for Joe. God. And Reha, you had 0%. There's no chance? Nope. 
I mean, if you think about like what we talked about during this episode, this is kind of a powerhouse. Uh, if I don't want to say powerhouse because not all of them are good. It's not like um, the NFC West. Um, but I think they have the most talent. Yeah. Out of every control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, NFC East, potentially three. Yeah. Three playoff teams. I mean, obviously, if Pittsburgh makes it, that's an easy three, two. So I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of uh, it's very bright future for the NFC North. You got Lamar, you got Baker, you got Joe Burrow, and you got Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, and me giving Bengals zero percent chance. That's not me saying I hate them. They suck. I'm on the right path if they get good linemen. Eventually. They're just not beating the Ravens. No, and the Browns. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. Um, that does do it for the episode. Uh, we're going to do an NFC division next. I don't know which one yet. I'm going to see uh, who I can get on the show next time. Maybe it'll be uh, the dream team of Joe and Reha. Find out. Uh, but Reha, you have anything to say to the listeners? Nope, I think we covered it all. You want to say bye? Well, you better like, <laughs> rate, follow this podcast. Five stars, obviously. Yes, very good. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, always putting out... Get those retweets. Yeah, yeah. Joe doesn't retweet it, even the ones I tag him in. I have to yell at him. Um, Joe, do you want to say anything? Hit those retweets. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is Reha, Joe, and Jacob signing off. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with another episode. Peace. All right. Cool.